So we were up to almost midnight playing around with the warden. The girls had way too much fun on Minecraft. <laughs> I was like, all right, it's time to go. You know, it's time to call it a night. And they were like, uh, <laughs> like, oh my God. We, we got them like four times, five times. It was something like that. It was ridiculous. So, um, did not like where I was camping and, and sniping from. Got me uh, twice. Uh, as high and, and out as I was. So being high and out of the way is a good thing, except that he kept, I kept losing visual of him. I got like, once I had, once I had visual, everything was going great. And the girls were like, yeah, we almost, you know, we we're sitting there just nailing him down. And, uh, then all of a sudden Tabby's like, there's a second one <laughs> and you get an accomplishment. So for it, when you kill it. So I got the kill shot on one of them. Um, you get the accomplishment was, uh, gosh, it's, just beginning or something like that whatever it was was basically uh-oh because then instantly a second one <laughs> appeared <laughs> and so we started going going at it and going nuts and and uh yeah no we we had an absolute blast oh, holy crud so and he's supposed to be harder to kill than well yeah he you said he's just insane buff wise right well he's just he's they added him because everything else in the game has been around long enough that everybody has figured out how to kill everything else and mm -hmm. with people learning the combinations of enchantments and potions and everything it just it's getting to a point where even without modding the game people are getting just good at it and mm -hmm. so he is immune to a lot of different things like his and his uh his attack, the sonic wave boom, whatever the heck thing mm -hmm. is, uh, it goes through everything. The The only buff yep. that you can have that stops his attack from being as powerful as it is, is resistance. Yeah. But it goes through shields, it goes through the wall, it goes through every other enchantment that you can have on your armor besides resistance. That's the only thing. And even then, again, it's resistance. Mm -hmm. So not stopping not. <laughs> anything. It's just, you know stopping enough of the damage but if he keeps hitting you with it mm -hmm. there's still there's no point so well and, yeah, and the only reason we stopped ended up being was because when he hits you and you die your stuff doesn't just drop because i had arrows that went into went way off i found my pickaxe my enchanted uh, netherite pickaxe was like 15 squares away from where i died was and so it's like okay so the yeah moment that's, he gets that's how the depending on what yeah what, what kills you that's what happens and because his little sonic boom thing is i guess the way that that attack is mm -hmm. it's like when a creeper explodes it destroys some of your stuff i guess it's the same thing because yeah yeah so, so it's, it's it was like fun. from now on i'm putting all my stuff the moment he hits me the first time everything goes in the chest <laughs> so because it takes him it it took him like three three goes at me so the second or the whichever the last one ended up being um i was like putting it in the chest putting it in the chest and i got the last bit of it in the chest and realized i had everything but my fish and my arrows and got me and my arrows just disappeared and i was like all right we're done no more arrows so but it was an absolute blast and and uh it shows me that we definitely have the ability to you know beat minecraft which is exciting to me but not today <laughs> i still th <laughs> i still think it's funny 
just you're i've never beat it mm-hmm. because of how difficult it's not that it's difficult it's that it's tedious that's gonna be the problem and i don't like i love your confidence <laughs> but i think you're gonna get really mad probably <laughs> because when you die you you can't like it's uh depending on on how you go out there i i don't know if they changed it i don't remember which one it is but i'm pretty sure if you die in the end you respawn in the end you can't go back until you kill the dragon oh wow so you can go back and grab your stuff if it's still there and he didn't explode it because he's got a fireball attack so it explodes mm. so it's one of those you have to it, it takes so much patience because if you don't have your stuff enchanted to the utmost well, <laughs> enchantment luck- levels with multiple people there to distract his fireballs so that he's not knocking. Because the thing is, is that he, he and I've explained it a little bit before, is that he's attached to these things up on these um, the varying levels mm-hmm. of uh, obsidian blocks. There's these little little balls that he's chained to magically. So he can't fly around the entire world. He's He's stuck to that area. But you can't kill him until you get rid of all of those because those things heal him. Oh. So you have to destroy those things. Okay, yeah, no, sh- sh- okay, yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> I, but the, I, what I was going to say is that they're high up, okay. so you have to build up to them to get to them, and if he knocks you off with a fireball, you're going to die from fall damage, gotcha. unless you have feather falling on, and so Which, it's just... Luckily, we know that I am patient, I do not get angry at yeah, games, no. I am a commiserate, um, you know, player who is... Who is steady with everything that I do? I don't blame anything, or am not prone to violence. So, yeah, so we're we're in good shape there. So no worries there at all. So, <clears throat> and with that load of horse manure, good morning and welcome to the Stupid Podcast on Everything, where I'm Joey and I'm Kiki, and we talk about everything and nothing all at the same time. This is our morning edition. We're going to talk about our national days. We just had a lot of fun this weekend. That today is Monday, March twentieth. It does mark our last um, day for the girls for spring break. Tomorrow they go back to school, and we go back to work. So we've kind of tried to get back to work, but we've just done so much stuff. It's just been playtime. <laughs> and today's the last day to take them out biking and to go have fun there before their spring break's over, or whatever, if anything. So. All right, so you said we had a bunch of uh, national days, but you finally narrowed it down to two? Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, one, because it's obvious. Um, okay. Today is uh, the first day of spring. Yeah, buddy. So spring begins on March or vernal equinox, which is when the amount of sunshine is approximately 12 hours long. The amount of sunlight will incrementally in- increase until the first day of summer. The vernal equinox marks the moment the sun crosses the celestial equator. This is the imaginary line in the sky above the Earth's equator, from south to north. The vernal equinox happens on March 19th, 20th, or 21st every year in the northern hemisphere. In the southern hemisphere, this same event marks the beginning of fall. Meteorologists mark the spring from March 1st through May 31st. In 2020, spring arrived a little earlier due to it being a leap year. On leap day, there's mm. a short math lesson regarding the Gre- Gregorian calendar. Mm-hmm. To keep our calendar following the seasons so that spring happens when flowers grow and winter arrives when snow falls. An, ad- an additional day was figured out and was figured into years div- divisible by the number four. This caused the 2020 spring to occur earlier than any living human being alive had ever seen. Before 2020, the earliest spring on record took place in 1896. 
So to observe the first day of spring, get ready for longer days and increase sunshine. Tune up that lawnmower. More sunshine means the grass will be growing a lot faster. Spend some time outside. Plan your garden or start planting. Host a spring party with lots of bright, fresh foods. See, that's that's my goal, is mm-hmm. for us to get to a point where we have at least enough people that we can host some level of a spring party. Because I love... I love spring. I yeah. love the the idea. Besides the allergies, which you guys will probably hear a lot more often than not from me uh, in the next you know month or two, we've been and if you haven't already been able to tell because you know we we get we've been having the warm weather, so all of our uh, all of our pollen has been everywhere. Yeah. We just got. I've been lucky enough that. It's only been like sunny and windy like one day before it'll rain again and then it mm-hmm. like tamps it all to the ground. <laughs> so hopefully it continues to do that. It gets hot and then it rains <laughs> so that I can have breaks because that's unfortunately it does not happen in California. Well, it just doesn't rain at all like mm-hmm. it does out here. No. And that's also part of the reason why everything is so prolific and growing because the pollen just gets yeeted into the ground <sighs> so fast that I, everything is everywhere all the time. <laughs> I have realized that my car wash guy loses money on me so badly, right? Because mm-hmm. he was he was he told me that um for the $49 a month, which is basically $50 a month car wash that I'm paying for, mm-hmm. um that you know, each wash costs him a little over $5. So, and my truck is directly under a pollen-producing <laughs> massive amount of trees. And so I bring my truck in, like, every day during pollen season. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and honestly, I bring it in every couple of days when it's not pollen season because we're out doing stuff and loading things up and everything. But he just sits there and he goes, yep, pollen season. He goes, this is the, these are the two months where I don't make any money. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and I'm like, well, you know, that's, that's the drawback to it. I mean, cause if you look at it, I'd spend like $500 a month if I didn't have that thing just to wash my truck. And I would, because I'm a vain and that's, I'm vain. That's just the way it works. And pollen isn't great for your clear coat some of it uh has adhesions and stuff in it that will actually cause pockmarks in your clear coat so yeah every day my my truck goes in but do you know what the two calendars are because you talked about the gregorian calendar you know anything about the gregorian calendar or the julian calendar i did i one you know i was in school we learned about the differences several years (laughs) i i just don't remember anything well, it's it's pretty awesome because I had to learn and write a report because I asked and I had one of those teachers um, that if you ask the question, he never and he didn't know the answer it was obvious. He didn't know the answer. He made you do a report on it. So I was like, I, I and I was stupid. I mean, I was not stupid. I was 10 and I asked what the Georgian calendar was. I thought it came from Georgia. So I asked him about it and he says, no, it's a Gregorian calendar. Why don't you go ahead and do a report on the Gregorian calendar? So the Gregorian calendar actually utilizes, it's a solar calendar, where the Julian calendar um, is just, it's just a flat calendar. There's no, um, there's no leap year. The Gregorian calendar utilizes a leap year every four years to maintain the little extra 0.25 spin that we have on, the, on our uh, orbit that allows, allows it to keep even with it, where the Julian calendar is uh, 13 days uh, off is what it ends up being. So it's 
you know, pretty cool the calendar that we use, and I, and I like that. So it, it's just fun for me. <laughs> just just one of those fat little tid, tidbits that you learn as a kid, and you think, I'm never going to use this as an adult, and here I am using it as an adult <laughs> 40 years later. So anyway, so what's a, what second day did you choose? It is National Ravioli Day. Oh, I'm so down for celebrating this. Okay. Oh, yeah. I'll start my diet tomorrow back up. So, oh, yeah, and I'll be honest about that. I This spring break, I just finally was like, okay. I, I flatlined on my on my weight loss, and so I'm going to switch over everything. I'll talk more about that in the afternoon, but, yeah. So, uh, I am down for making – I can make some healthier raviolis, but, yeah, okay. Go for it. <laughs> March 20th celebrates a fun-filled and versatile pasta. National Ravioli Day is a food holiday for pasta lovers, so pick your favorite filling and sauce and cook up a meal everyone will love. Ravioli are a traditional Italian-filled pasta. That is a weird way to say that, because I don't think the pasta's filled with Italians. <laughs> that is, I just, it it's literally, Italian it's Italian-filled, which means that it would be filled Whoops. with Italians, so that's a, that's a... <laughs> <laughs> National Day calendar. You might hey, Bruno, what do you want me it. over here for? What do you, what are you doing? No, put that. Down. What are you doing? I'm just, just. I, you, you got to read the, the what the day is. Uh, with a national Italian. Fi- oh man, no, bro. Where do you go? <laughs> it's a good pasta. Okay. Pasta makers fill two layers of thin egg pasta dough with various ingredients. Imagine a small and meatball tucked snug inside cozy two cozy layers of delicious dough. That's what ravioli is. Some of the fillings include cheese, meat, vegetables, and seasonings. They also usually serve the ravioli in either a broth or with a pasta sauce. In a broth? This is the first mm-hmm. time I'm hearing about that. Because mm-hmm. I hate red sauce. It's the biggest reason I don't like ravioli. <laughs> You oh can fill goodness. it with you can yeah no 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 you you can do you can do a broth you do a really nice like meat stock con- almost a consomme if you if you want to go that route um, you can also do it, like one of the ones that I've had um, was a heavy heavy shellfish stock so it was crab lobster uh, lobster and um, shrimp and so it was this heavy broth but inside it was stuffed with obviously. Lobster, crab, shrimp, and uh, some feta cheese, and that was really good. Uh, it was uh, not green onions. Come on, what was it? Um, I want to say they had ramps in it, but uh, it was absolutely amazing. It was it was a long time ago, but yeah, traditional. Most people go with with the red sauce for it, which you're not a fan of, mm-hmm. unless it's your pizza. Um, but even then, you'll still choose Alfredo pizza over over that. But you know, and one of my little, you know, dollar poor nostalgic days is Chef Boy RD, which is very <laughs> loosely ravioli, but it's there by definition. So, yeah, go ahead. So, while ravioli often serves as the main course, it can also be a side dish or appetizer. Mm-hmm. Many popular recipes bake or deep fry ravioli. The dish also quickly becomes a dessert with chocolate added to the pasta or cream cheese stuffing and a caramel sauce. I've never seen that either. Oh yeah, no, I've, I've actually Ravioli can be homemade or purchased fresh or frozen in a grocery store. In the United States, Chef Boyardee popularized, popularized canned ravioli. Mm-hmm. This ravioli is filled with beef or processed cheese and served in a tomato, tomato meat, or tomato cheese sauce. Yep. 
But what about toasted ravioli? Where does this delicious creation come from? Well, we turn to St. Louis. I hate that place, reading it and saying it. (laughs) Missouri for the answer. In the 1940s at Old Donnie's, a cook accidentally dropped a ravioli into the fryer. And what a delicious accident this ravioli became. The crisp ravioli earned a place on the menu. Or so the story goes. If so, we think it is a tasty one. So to observe National Ravioli Day, mix up your favorite sauce and pasta combinations. Try your hand at homemade and invite family and friends to enjoy a ravioli meal with you. You know, making your own ravioli is not difficult and there is no one method to being able to prep because it literally is just a stuffed pasta. You know, a tortellini, which is one of your favorites, yes. um, is technically a ravioli. It's just it's it's a ravioli and then it's got a twist um, where that's all you're doing at the end. Spinach and cheese Mm -hmm. uh, tortellini is my favorite. Yeah, because and I've talked about it before. I make so many people angry at the way that I like to eat it because I had it made for me once um, in or I had the first time I had it made for me was it was over. Like that was all I ever wanted. But it, it took tortellinis that because she made tortellinis by herself and so that's why i was it was one of my my friends um from high school that we did not it it just didn't end well for several reasons (laughs) but her name was ashley so you know nobody will be able to find her (laughs) but (laughs) and if um, you can oh well just up our listener count for 45 minutes by one it's ashley they're not gonna Mm -hmm. (laughs) and she's not white so it's not even gonna be like they're yeah so they'll never find her so good job so um she made her own and she was so excited to show me that she made her own and she was like you have to eat them the way that i make them and so she uh would take them and put them into a pan and fry them in the pan Mm -hmm. with uh butter Mm -hmm. and then add uh if she if she had garlic on hand she would add garlic um to the butter like beforehand mm-hmm. so when she would be frying them up it would be you know very aromatic and very tasty and then um but if she didn't have it she would just add a little bit of uh garlic powder or garlic salt afterwards um but so what you're saying is tonight i need to make tortellini with brown butter sauce and i'll brown that butter sauce along with shallots garlic and then finish it off with some parmesan cheese and parsley sure (laughs) but she would just fry it up and then uh she would she would give me a big old bowl of it and i would i would eat all of it and she would she would eat it she would share it with me but she would always just like you know i make this so i'm gonna let you enjoy it but i i was over at her house like every day Mm. (laughs) for like a solid like two months her and i were constantly spending time with each other back and forth and back and forth like that was the first person that like it because i've talked about the pathing in elk grove and sacramento Mm -hmm. before that you know we could be like from point a to point b in a straight line above everything it could be only a mile away but with walking through the paths and all the other crazy stuff it was you know more like five miles so Mm -hmm. it sucked that that was the way it was but she was the first person that it was like yeah no i'll walk (laughs) too too young to drive don't care i'm going to come over (laughs) and so and there would be and her and i were both in good enough shape too that it didn't bug us like she would be like oh yeah if you want to come over i can walk over there and then we can walk together kind of thing like literally we just we were constantly hanging out together and then yeah 
she we were we were o- i was over there constantly for s- so often because mm-hmm. they had good food her siblings were cool we would play that's where i started uh that's the first time that i played a uh, gun game from cod 3 okay it was my favorite thing to play and i still love playing it when all of us sit down and play a gun game it's so funny to me <laughs> so no it was it was great i i enjoyed she would make her own uh her own tortellinis and they were the it was the best ever and that was the first time that i had it in just butter fried up in some butter mm-hmm. and yeah every time after that that people would have like i remember it made amy frustrated the first time that i wanted some because she made it mm-hmm. and she made it and just slathered it with red sauce and then i did not want it because it was i just don't like red sauce and yeah. so i was like oh no, it's okay. I'll I'll eat something else. <laughs> I know that I made her upset with that. And I felt bad, but then the next time it was like I'll I'll make it. And then I asked the girls the way that they wanted theirs, and they were so used to having the red sauce that they were of course like, oh my gosh, when I made it just with some butter. And then, uh, they wanted like the last two to just like be dipped in red sauce. And mm-hmm. I was like, you're more than welcome to grab the red sauce and pour some on. Like I just this is the way that I like to eat it, and it doesn't ruin it. It's like you can't save it once there's red sauce on it and put it in butter, <laughs> but you can take it out of the butter and put it in <laughs> red sauce, mm-hmm. and it'll be probably even tastier. So, so yeah, no, it was. I re- I remember that. <laughs> that I remember the, the the first time the girls asked for it, and then I made it for all four of us, and then Amy was like, "Hey, we got any red sauce?" <laughs> and I was like, "We always have red sauce. You're more than welcome to." And she's like, "Okay." So it's just one of those things that I I remember. It's just it's funny. I I throw people off. Because it's not something people expect. Out here, everybody is so used to having any, really, most pasta with red sauce. So it's just, it, it's such a a basic food out here for us. Mm-hmm. Spaghetti is such a basic food. People have, oh man, you may need to make a big pot of food for people for very cheap. <laughs> red sauce pasta is super cheap to make. So... That was, I hated yeah. I hated spaghetti nights, <laughs> so <laughs> so yeah no now growing up and hearing about the fact that a lot of these things that I was forced to have in a very basic way mm-hmm. in a way that I did not like could have been so much better and you know never having the brain to go like ah I don't like you know my noodles like I just thought I didn't really like noodles unless it was like an Asian style dish because growing up I had spaghetti or we went to panda express Mm -hmm. like those were my those were the the noodles that i was used to i didn't go over to enough people's houses to have a variation of foods so it's just like it's still i'm still learning to this day the amount of food that i just missed out on because nobody knew how to cook in my life growing up that was going over to ashley's house and having buttered tortellini that she made from scratch was the first real introduction to hey there's a world out there of food that you got no idea Mm -hmm. and that's like the most basic thing to make and so it just amazes to me. Give, to, to give people a couple of, of tips, just on the things that generally go wrong when it comes to making um, ravioli, because and and we we'll leave it at this for the morning. Um, I've made ravioli, and I bought one of those specialty rollers, and it looks like a little square roller. Um, and so you take and you roll it over gently when you first uh, put it down, and then you put your pasta on, put a second sheet of pasta over the top of it, and then you roll it over gently, a uh, little, actually not gently, you roll it over hard over that. Well, the problem is, is, is you have to align everything perfect like that. And square pasta is just, or square ravioli is way overrated in my opinion. <laughs> um, you know, and because you can use, you know, a single circular piece of pasta or rectangular piece of pasta, whatever you want to do, um, and fold it over itself. And congratulations, you made a ravioli. 
Um, the biggest mistakes that people make in raviolis is number one is they put too much filling into a ravioli. Oh, I like ravioli. So they, they unless you're making a jumbo ravioli, which is a thing, and it's one called of, a raviolini. Yeah, and, and yeah, and and one of my oh, one of my <laughs> the food things that I want to have before I die, especially now that my anosmia is backing off, um, is is a tortellini made by one of my favorite TikTok chefs. Um, but he's a social media chef. I should just call him because he's everywhere. But uh, you know, making them by hand, putting out a sheet is is the best way to do it. Put down your second sheet, crimp everything down, and then the second biggest mistake that people make is having too much air inside your pasta. Causes blowouts. Nothing expands in your food faster than air does. And so if you have air sitting inside your pasta, then and you crimp it all down and everything else, and then you put it into a pot of boiling water and drop it in there for you know your minute or two, whichever you're going to end up going with. Mine are generally about 45 seconds to a minute. Um and then that air expands and boom, you get blowout on the sides. So just make mm-hmm. sure that you're not putting too much filling in and not too much air in and you'll have a good time. And yeah, doing dessert pastas are phenomenal. And taking it one step further, doing dessert fried um, ravioli is absolutely delicious. <laughs> and you can put the most savory things. My actual favorite uh, filling for it, which I still haven't found anybody for it out here is black currant jam and goat cheese specifically um you know a highlands goat cheese and putting that in there and then over the top of it um i'm just drizzling honey and oh it's just (laughs) honey and a sprinkling of powdered sugar and it's just absolute heaven so with that if you have any ravioli dishes that you like or anything i'll make sure i put up a couple of recipes um onto our our soon to be happiness um but with that thank you so much for joining us if you notice we're a little late this morning we did get started a little bit late thank you still for joining with us and we will see you this afternoon for the afternoon dive on the stupid podcast and everything and until then i've been joey and i'm kiki and we want to just say peace out with your peace out and welcome to spring Bye.